Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. Good morning once again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's a great joy to be back here. Thank you very much, Pastor Clive and Jane and Pastor Colin and Katie. It's a great, great honor. Praise the name of Jesus. And uh, this morning, I want to go straight into the Word of God. I don't know where to start after that session we've had this morning. I just wanted us to continue and continue and continue. But we thank God because he's got something to say. Praise the Lord. Now, I don't know how your week has been uh, praying and fasting. For us, it's been wonderful. For me, it's been great. Uh, the only time I really felt tempted is when I came here for lunch, our prayers on Friday, and right outside that door, there was a burger van. And as I went out, something passed through my nostrils, and I said, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> and I was like, I resist, I refuse the temptation. But it's been great. God has been doing uh, great work in me. And uh, this first week, I just took out time to just, you know, love on the Lord. And just to establish my connection with him for this year and to get deep into the word. Um, when we were crossing over, we were somewhere uh, and God spoke to my wife and I. By the way, I am married to one female wife, Emma. And between us, God has blessed us with two children. Praise God. And on the 31st, God spoke to us something very, very powerful. Uh, and I've been meditating on that every single morning about increasing our capacity. And, and I've been just been telling God that this year I want to do more. I want to pray more. I want to give more. I want to fast more. I want to witness some more because God would want us to increase our capacity. Now, if you remember the uh, miracle that happened in the book of Second Kings chapter 4, the miracle, the impact was not much so dependent on the little oil that the widow had, but it was dependent on how many vessels she had. And the Bible says that there were no more vessels to be filled, then the flow stopped. So your capacity does not just determine the uh, amount you receive, but it also determines the level of impact that you have. And I've been telling God, I want to increase my capacity. So as you pray and fast, I want to challenge you. Uh, just tell the Lord, I want to do it some more. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, to begin us with this session of prayer, I just went before the Lord and I asked the Lord that what is some or what are some of the hindrances we have? And you see, it is one thing to pray, but a totally different thing to pray amiss. We can pray from January to December and not receive an answer. Because the Bible does say that we can pray and pray amiss. And so I began asking God as I begin this year, as we begin the season of praying and fasting, what are some of the hindrances that God did show me quite a few things like unforgiveness, like, you know, like having disagreement between you and your spouse. I know last week Pastor Clive talked about uh, individual prayers and also prayer of agreement, that if you're not in harmony with your spouse, your prayers can be hindered. It's not me, it's the word of God. And one of the things that God led me to that really hinders prayer is wrong desire. 
And so today I want to speak about desire as the bedrock of prayer. Desire as the bedrock of prayer. If you may please go with me to the Gospel of St. Mark chapter 11. And I want to welcome our Crowley congregation. It's great to have you on board. Uh, we love you. I did attend Crowley congregation for like about five months back the day in the day in uh, Oreo High School. And it's great to have you. Right. So Mark 11 and verse 24. King James Version. Mark 11 verse 24. So Jesus has just done a miracle and the disciples are in awe of what Jesus has done. And the Bible says, uh, so, uh, sorry, before, before I go to what the Bible says, so as they come back, they ask Jesus a few questions about what he's already done. And I don't want to go into that. And Jesus gives them a micro teach on faith and prayer. And verse number 24, the Bible says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, I like the King James Version and I will tell you why in just a short moment. But before that, prayer is a spiritual discipline that is not the preserve of Christians only. I've been to various places in the world and I have seen indeed people pray. People pray and fast. I have, I mean, I happen to have been in Boston, Massachusetts this year, I think twice. And I can't remember if it's this year or last year, but I just went after they had the biggest Luciferians conference in Boston. And one of the pastors who took me around, he told me that they marched throughout this whole city and they were praying. And he told us that in their pastor's fellowship, they had actually been given some spiritual intelligence that not only had they prayed, but they had prayed and fasted. And I am sure you know other religions that also pray and fast. So it is not the preserve of Christianity. That tells me that there is power in prayer. There is power in fasting. And I dare say today by the word of God that a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. A prayerless church is a powerless church. The Bible says that men ought to pray and not to give up. In fact, it is Jesus who said that men ought to pray and not to give up. Paul says that pray without ceasing, for this is the will of God concerning you. The Bible continues to say that the fervent prayer of a righteous man is powerful in its effect. So there is power in prayer. And so this morning, I want to go deep into the Word of God because books have been written about prayer. I'm also an author. I've written some books. In fact, my second book, Pastor Clive did the foreword for me in the year 2015. Books have been written on prayer. Songs have been sung on prayer. But I want to start in the Word. I want to continue in the Word and finish in the Word of God. Now, the Bible says, what things soever ye desire. The reason as to why I love King James Version is because it captures that word desire. Not many other versions capture that word. But in the Greek, the word desire is also interpreted in English to say, ask whatever things you ask for. So that word desire there in the scripture means to ask. It means to petition. It means to seek. 
it means to long for. So whatever things you seek, whatever things you ask for, whatever things that you yearn for or demand, the Bible says, when you pray. Now, that tells me that prayer begins with a desire. Are we together so far? Prayer begins with a desire. And there is no prayer without desire. So prayer is the oral expression of a desire. Jesus taught the disciples how to pray. And I know many people, including my children, they like reciting this prayer. Our Father who art in heaven. Now, I do not think that Jesus intended that to be a prayer to be recited mechanically. But it was kind of like a blueprint for prayer, in my opinion. And he said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Then he said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means that prayer is the means through which we enforce the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. There is someone called our father who stays somewhere called heaven. And there are things happening there in heaven called the will of God. So therefore, when we pray, we are saying, your will be done on earth. Your will be done in my life. Your will be done in this church as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. So prayer is the oral expression of a desire. Some people call it a burden. You'll just be about to go to bed and then God will remind you that please wake up and pray for sister so and so like pastor clive says you will be in the middle of the night god will wake you up and say there is this family i wanted to pray for that family you think that it's just a burden that has come upon you but in actual sense it is a desire that god has put in your heart we've just prayed for israel all right, that is a desire. We've prayed three points. Those are desires that we are praying for. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm a Pentecostal preacher. Tell your neighbor, desire. Hallelujah. And in the Bible, we find verses that address desire from various perspectives. Some Chapter number 37 and verse 4, Psalm 37 and verse 4 from the Amplified Version, the Bible says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and petitions of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and the petitions of your heart. That means without desire, your prayers are just routine, and they are full of hopeless words. Lord, I don't mind anything, anything will just do. No, you have to have a desire in your heart as you come before God. Now, I am legally trained. My mind is legally trained. And there is a doctrine in law that says you cannot give what you don't have. It's called the doctrine of nemodat quod non habit. That's Latin. That you cannot give what you don't have. In other words, that's to simply say you cannot acquire something. For example, I can't steal Pastor Clive's car. I'm born again. Hallelujah. I don't steal. But I can't steal his car and sell it to Pastor Colin. And then Pastor Colin gets a good title to it. Because I never had a good title to it to start with. Because it wasn't mine. Now the same thing. <clears throat> excuse me. With, uh, with prayer. It has to start with something. You don't just come to God empty. 
You don't come, God, whatever you want to do, just do it in me. If you want to bless me, you can bless me anyway, Lord. I know you're blessing other people. I know you're doing things. There is a song that we used to sing a while back that says, Pass me not, O gracious Savior. You know that song? While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. And that is how many of us approach prayer. Lord, I know you are good. I know you are gracious. And I know you're in the neighborhood and you're doing good things. As you bless them, bless me too. There has to be a desire. Prayer begins with a desire. Desire is what brings fervency in our prayers. The Bible says the fervent prayer of a righteous man. It is not the boring, kind of a bland, I don't want to do it kind of a prayer. It is that prayer that comes from a place that knows, I know if I go to God, he will hear me if I pray in accordance with his will. I am willing to do it. I am I'm deliberate in what I'm doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is a conscious and deliberate attempt. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says, Elijah was a man just like us. And he prayed that it should not rain for three and a half years. Now, you might wonder what it is that pushed Elijah to pray. Now, the Bible does not introduce Elijah. He just comes into the scene. And then the Bible says that he said that there will be no dew, no rain, unless I say otherwise. So the Bible does not show us in the book of 1 Kings. It doesn't show us Elijah praying. It shows us him appearing and making a prophetic declaration and then God answering. But the book of James tells us he prayed honestly that it should not rain. And then the question becomes one of what was his desire. And he had only one desire that if Yahweh is God, worship him. He just wanted to turn the tide of a godless society. The Bible says that Jesus, when he had a desire to save the world, the Bible says that he sweat blood in intense agony at the garden of Gethsemane before his crucifixion. His prayers were so fervent that his sweat became like blood. Praise the name of the Lord. Genesis chapter 32 and verse 13. A man called Jacob. The Bible says that Jacob one day wrestled with a man. And just before daybreak, Genesis 32 and verse 13, he said to the man, I won't let you go unless you bless me. What is your desire this morning? What is your desire? And Jacob said, I have dwelled, I mean, I have uh, dwelled with you all night. I have fought with you all night. Daybreak is coming. I am not letting you go until you bless me. God, I am not leaving the prayer mountain until you heal me. God, I am not moving on until you answer my prayer. The Bible says there was a woman who came to a king. Jesus was giving an example. And he said, vindicate me against my adversary. God, my desire is to see a change in my life. My desire is to see a revival in the nation. My desire is to see a reformation in the church. My desire is to see miracles, signs, and wonders. God has not ran out of miracles. Hallelujah. What is your desire? First Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 10. The Bible says, thank you, Pastor Colin. The Bible says there was a man called Jabez. And when he was born, he was given that name because the mother bore him in pain. And the Bible says, First Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 10, Jabez cried unto the God of Israel, O Lord, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be upon me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And the Bible 
Bible says, and God granted his request. What do you desire? Is it just doing emotions because the church is praying and fasting? You are also in the religious thing of praying and fasting. What is in your heart? Mark chapter 10 and verse 51. The Bible talks about a man called Bartimaeus. And he heard that Jesus was passing by. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The question that Jesus posed to Bartimaeus was, what is the desire of your heart? You are crying out to me. You are calling out my name. What do you want me to do for you? And Jesus brought out the blind Bartimaeus' desire of his deep longing to see. And he said, Lord, I pray that I may see. Praise the name of the Lord. I read of a story of a man called John Knox. I know if you've read a little bit of church history, you know John Knox. He was a Scottish reformer and a preacher. And the story goes that one day he went before God and he said, God, give me Scotland or I die. And he prayed with a deep longing for the gospel to spread in Scotland and for the people to be saved. His prayer was not just a selfish demand but a deep desire and a longing to see reformation in the church and to see revival in the nation. It was so deep that Mary, the Queen of Scots, is reputed to have said that I fear the prayers of John Knox more than all the assembled armies of Europe. That is the power of a man with a desire. That even the queen of the land feared him when he went on his knees. Because he knew that his, his, his prayers were not just vain repetitions. His prayers were not just empty words. But his prayers were expressions of the desire. And the desire was known. Give me Scotland or I die. Praise the name of Jesus. A desire is the expression of faith. The Bible says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick, but our desire met is a tree of life. So when you are in a moment of prayer, you know that you've got to come to God by faith. The Bible says, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, the Bible says that they that come to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. For without faith, it is impossible. It doesn't say it is likely. The Bible says it is impossible to please God. But now faith is the Evidence of things not seen. It is the assurance of things hoped for. So a desire is a desire is the expression of that thing that you are hoping for in your life. Praise the name of the Lord. It is an expression of faith that Lord, I know, and I know you are well able to do it. But now, before I go to how to uh, align our desires uh, so that we can receive our answers, now the we have, I started by telling you that when God gave me this word, he gave me this word that desires are some of the main hindrances to prayer. Because the Bible does tell us about wrong desires that hinder prayer. James chapter 4, the Bible says, James chapter 4 verse 2 uh, B and verse 3. I'm just doing some foundation here, then I'll do the home run, like I like saying. James 4 verse 2 B. The Bible says, you do not have because you do not ask. Uh, you do not ask God for what you want. Even if you ask, 
you do not receive because your motives are wrong when you ask. You want only what will please the natural desires of your self-life. So this is a, is, 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 is a problem that many of us come to pray, but when we come to pray, the Bible says we ask amiss because we pray with the wrong desires because we want to pray, I mean, we want to ask of things that are based on our own self-life, that these desires are rooted in selfishness. These desires are rooted in us wanting to be like other people. These desires are rooted in us wanting to enjoy and to pursue worldly passions. They are driven by greed and pride. Now, Mark 10, verse 35 to verse 40, there is a very interesting discourse happening here that I want to show you so that I show you that you can actually pray with the wrong desires and miss out on an answer. The Bible says that there were two disciples of Jesus by the name of John and James. Now, Matthew, when writing the same account, says that they came with their mother as well. Now, the sons of Zebedee, verse 35 says, they came up to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we desire that you do for us whatever we might ask you. So these are guys who knew Jesus. And he, they knew that Jesus is able to do whatever we ask him to do. He says, whatever ye ask in my name, it shall be done for you by my Father in heaven. So they said to Jesus, we pray or we desire that you do for us whatever we might ask. And he said to them, what do you desire me to do for you? And they said to him, grant us to see it, uh, that, that you might see it, one of us at your right hand and one of us at your left hand in your glory. And Jesus said to them, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they said to him, we are able. And Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup that I drink and you will be baptized with the baptism which, uh, with which I am baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left hand is not mine to give, but to those for whom it has been prepared. Now, allow me to dwell here a little bit. You see, what he is saying to them is that you want something. You desire something, but you really do not know what you're asking for. You want it right now because you want power and you want authority. But what you forget is that you are looking for the position. You are forgetting about the process to take you to the position. And that is a problem that many of us have. I thank God for the word that came last Sunday that Jesus called them that he might make them to become. Now, many of us have many desires that are only focused on the outcome, but they are not necessarily focused on the process. There is a formation. There is a going through. Jesus says to them, whatever you are asking for does not just come by desiring. There has to be a formation. There is a process. In fact, the Bible says that Jesus suffered. He went through a lot, and then he became elevated and is now at the right hand of the Father. So the guys wanted to go straight to the right hand of the father. And he said to them, no, for you to end up there where my father determines who sits there, there is a process that you have to go through. You see, it's like when I was praying to get married and I had my criteria that I took to God. And I said, God, I want this kind of a girl. 
and I will not tell you what it was because I might get in trouble on my way home. <laughs> but I gave God my credential. And I remember I shared with my parents that I want to get married. And I remember my mom told me, I'll never forget this, that I pray that God will give you a woman who will support you in ministry. That is all she said to me. And there is what I wanted then. And I believe there is what she wanted then, though she's never told me. And, you know, I like Pastor Colin because Pastor Colin is very vulnerable with us. He tells us about his personal life. So uh, this is my part of being vulnerable. And I remember I prayed and then God gave me my wife. What I did not know then is that somewhere down the line, we are going to go through near-death experiences. So what God gave me was not so much so what I needed that time, but what I needed two years down the line when my wife was almost dying of a sickness. What I did not know is that down the line, we are going to go through a house fire, and we are all going to end up in hospital in 2017, and God gave me a wife who would be able to go through this ordeal together with us. What I did not know then is that one time I will be going around the world preaching, sometimes even being away from home for even up to five weeks. And God gave me a wife right now who says, if God wants you to go, just go. I will look after the family. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, for those who are not married here, young men, young men and young women, it's important that you pay attention who you get married to. Because if you marry right, that is a prayer answered. If you marry wrong, that is a prayer point. Don't worry, you'll get it on your way home. So therefore, we have the right desires and the wrong desires. You see, there was a woman called Hannah. And Hannah went to God and she prayed every single day. And she kept on saying, God, give me a baby. And then one day said, God, don't just give me a baby, but give me a son. And I will give him back to you. What Hannah did not know is that at that particular moment when she was wanting a baby, God was needing a prophet, a, a judge, and a priest. And so when her desire aligned with the need of God, the miracle happened. I will come to that in just a moment. She might have thought, I just want a son. I just want a baby. But God is saying, I need a prophet. I need a king. And I need a, a judge. And I need a priest. So the need of God and the desire of Hannah met together and the miracle happened. You see, you've got to align your desires with the will and the mind of God. Acts chapter number 13, verse 21 to verse 22. Acts 13, 21 to... 22, the Bible says, and afterward, they desired a king. Now, this is the account of the nation of Israel. So the preceding verse, verse number 20, talks about Samuel. Verse 21 says, and they desired a king, and God gave unto them Saul, the son of, how do you pronounce that? The son of Kis. Is it Kis? Sis? This is King James Version. King James Version is a little bit more Holy Ghost filled. Sometimes it does. <laughs> English is my fourth language. Anyway, Saul, the son of that man, a man of the tribe of Benjamin by the space of 40 years. 
Now look at verse number 22. And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony. And he said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who shall fulfill all my will. Now let me break it down for you, for those of you who might not be very familiar with the Old Testament story. The children of Israel came to Samuel and they said, we want to be like the other nations. We want to have a king. And they gave the prophet their credentials. They said, this is a person's specification of the person to fill this job. And they said, we want someone who's handsome, who's tall, who's this, who's all that. And the Bible says, in the whole of the land, there was only one man who met the specification that people gave God. By the name of Saul. The Bible says he was the most handsome man in the land. Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, when the Bible says some things, you've got to believe them. You know, like Queen Vashti, the Bible says that she was beautiful to behold. You've got to believe these things. He was the most handsome man in the land. In fact, the Bible says he was tall and handsome. He towered over his contemporaries. So when they gave God the credentials, God knew where to go. Are we together? But that was not the man that God had in his heart. In actual fact, he was from the tribe of Benjamin. The tribe of Benjamin was not even prophesied in the Bible to be bringing out kings. It was a tribe of Judah. So all along, God had David in his heart. But the people had Saul. Are we together so far? So when Saul messed, the Bible says now God found for himself a man after his own heart who will fulfill all my will and desire. So therefore then today I come to challenge you by the word of God that if we need our prayers to be answered, our prayers, our, I mean our desires have to be in the will of God. They have to be rooted in righteousness. They have to be aligned in God's will. Philippians 2 and verse 13, the Bible says it is God who is at work in you both to desire and to work for his good pleasure. Hallelujah. You see, when the Bible says that, be, uh, that, that, that delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, you can interpret that in two ways. Number one, you can interpret it to say that God will give you what you desire, the desires of your heart. But it can also be interpreted to say that God will give you what to desire. Are we still together? Hello? So it is okay to desire because God wants to fulfill his will and he wants to fulfill his will through our desires. The Bible says whatsoever things we desire when we pray and then we believe. We know how to pray. We know how to believe, but are our desires right? The Bible says 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to verse 4. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to verse 4. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the full knowledge of the one who called us by his own glory and excellence. Look at verse number four. Through these he has given us his precious and wonderful promises so that through them you may partake in the divine nature seeing that you have escaped the corruption that is in the world that caused by evil desires. 
Hallelujah. Maybe you are in this congregation today and you're saying, I do not know what to desire. The Bible says that God has given us his exceedingly great and precious promises. And the promises he has given us, they do not just help us to partake in his divine nature, but they also help us to escape the corruption that comes to our prayers through uh, wrong desires. God does not want you lasting over things. God does not want you living in covetousness. Last year during autumn, a word was brought here on how to overcome covetousness. So the Bible says that God has given us his promises. So when we go to God in prayer, we are just going to God with the word of God. We are enforcing the word of God. We are praying the word of God. We are believing on the word of God. We are standing on the word of God. We are enforcing what the word says. I am what the word of God says. I can have what the word of God says. I can do what the word of God says. The promises of God are there to help us in our prayers. Hallelujah. The promises of God are the womb in which strong desires are conceived. And then number two, how can we ensure that we have the right desires? Number two is through the power of the Holy Spirit. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 to verse 15, the Bible says, this is a confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. This is the confidence we have in him, that if we ask anything in accordance with his will, he hears us. And if, we, if he hears us, then we know that we have already received that which we asked of him. But the question becomes one of, how do we know the will of God? Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to verse 27. I want to read from the truth version. Romans 8, 26 to 27. The Bible says, similarly, we depend on the help of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit, sorry. We depend on the help the Holy Spirit gives us because of our weakness. We are so weak in ourselves that we don't even know how to pray. Yet the Holy Spirit himself prays in us and for us. Sometimes with such intensity that we find ourselves groaning. No words can express the depth of what he is working in us. Verse 27, God searches our hearts and he certainly knows what he causes his spirit to pray for us as his saints, the people he has set apart for himself. His spirit will always pray in and through us according to God's will. So when we say that pray in the spirit, it's not just a matter of what like Pastor Clive says, just speaking in tongues. It is praying in a position of victory. It is praying in an atmosphere of where the will of God is being downloaded into your spirit. And as you begin to speak out, you're speaking the will of God. Sometimes you'll be praying and then a thought will just be deposited in your spirit and you'll begin to say it and to declare it. We cannot pray in accordance with the will of God without the help of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he knows the mind of God. He searches the inner things of God. He knows the heart of God. So when I pray in the Spirit, I am praying in the heart of God. I am praying in the will of God. I am praying in the mind of God. I am enforcing the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. 
Jesus knows what makes your desire not just some wishful thinking, but your desire becomes infused by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when you speak it out, it is as good as done. Praise the name of Jesus. A transformed heart will always pray in accordance with the will of God. And I want to conclude, and I wish to request him to please give me some tunes on the keyboard. As I call you to respond to that word, let desire awaken in your heart. For the rest of this week, between now and Sunday, I want to give you an assignment. If you can, if you have a piece of paper, I want you to write three things. If you have a pen and a paper, if you have a mobile phone, I want you to write three things. Number one, I want you to write one thing that you desire the Lord to do in your life. And before I forget, at the info point, we have what is called the orange cards. Those are cards where we write our testimonies, what the Lord has done for you. The miracle belongs to you. The testimony belongs to us, that our faith may be edified. <laughs> and the glory belongs to God. The shame belongs to the devil. So when your blue cards, used to call them, when the blue card stands orange, Write it down so that we can be edified in our faith. So write number one, one thing that you desire the Lord to do in your life. Number two, write down one desire that you have that you want to pray for, for God to effect in the life of the church. For those of us listening from Crowley and those who watch this live stream later, by church here, I want to be specific, the actual family and congregation where God has planted you. What is it that you desire that the Lord will do in this congregation? What is it that you desire that the Lord will do in the life of the church? What is it that you desire that the Lord will do every time we gather together to worship? Number three, write down one thing that you desire that the Lord will do in the community where God has installed you as a kingdom ambassador. I don't know where God has installed you. It can just be in your neighborhood, in your estate, in your court, in your clothes. For those of you who live in cul-de-sac, in your cul-de-sac, or wherever God has put you. It could be in your workplace. It might be in your college, if you're a student might be in your hospital if you're a nurse. What is that thing that you desire the Lord to do in the community? In the year 2021, I had a dream. And God showed me that my name and my photo was on a ballot paper. And uh, I didn't think much about it. There is an African meal called Ugali. I understand in English it's called stiff porridge. <laughs> and I, I actually thought that this is the effect of having too much ugali and beef stew. So I didn't even pray about it. I didn't even think much about it. And in fact, I actually went to Facebook and made fun of it. If you follow me on Facebook, you might have seen it. And I originally come from Kenya, the land flowing with milk and honey. And... In 2022, we had our general elections, and some people started speculating that this guy is going to vie for an electoral position. So what are you going to go for, Victor? Are you going to become a member of parliament, a senator, or whatever? 
And I said, at this moment in time, God has not spoken. I'm a man of convictions. I don't do them because they are fashionable. I don't do them because it's good to do them. I do them because I am led of God. And then the year 2023, exactly 27 months after my dream, in the place where I work, they say that we are going to have nominations and elections for a staff governor. And just immediately, I, had, I felt something like bump me in my stomach. And I remembered the dream. And I threw my heart in the ring. And for the very first time in my entire life, my photo and my name was on a ballot paper. Needless to say, I won with a landslide. Now, right now, I speak, I mean, I sit in the corporation board where decisions are made for the entire academic institution. Before I go there, I pray and I fast every time before our board meeting. And when I speak my mouth, I know it's heaven speaking. When I speak my ideas, I know they're not just my ideas, but I am an ambassador representing the kingdom of heaven. So I am downloading and speaking the ideas from heaven. And that is why I want to challenge you. What is that one thing that you desire the Lord to do where he has installed you as a kingdom ambassador? You might think I just work in a supermarket. You're not just a supermarket worker. You are a kingdom ambassador in that supermarket. And by the virtue of your presence there, God can move in ways untold. What is that one thing you desire God to do? You might say, oh, I just play cricket or I just play baseball or whatever game you play. No, you are not in that team by an accident. You are there as a kingdom installation to empower and impact the kingdom of God. Shall we all stand on our feet in the name of Jesus? Everyone close your eyes in the presence of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 12, 31. The Bible says, desire the gift of the Holy Spirit. This morning, just open up your heart and desire, desire. I desire the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, desire that you may prophesy. Maybe you've never prophesied. You don't have to know how to prophesy. The Holy Spirit is the one who does it. Just desire, desire to see the nation saved. The Bible says, it is the desire of God that all men come to the knowledge of the saving grace in Christ Jesus. I desire to see people filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. I desire to see miracles. I desire to see the sick, uh, to see the sick healed. I desire, I desire to see the church revived. What do you desire? Right now, just speak over that desire in the name of Jesus. Just speak over that desire, this year, Lord. I desire to see miracles untold. I desire to see creative miracles. I desire to see the nations come to you. I desire to see the power of the Holy Ghost sweeping of our young ones in the name of Jesus. The days that were prophesied by Joel, when our young ones will receive an outpouring and they will see visions, the old dreams. Let us desire to see a move of God. We desire to see an increase. We desire to see an impartation in the mighty name of Jesus. Maybe you have never prayed for anyone sick. This is your desire to lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. Maybe you've never seen any.
any miracles in your life this year it is a year to desire I desire to see reconciliations I desire to see families brought back together I desire to see people delivered from addiction I desire to see the sick come to church and testify what do you desire what do you desire what do you desire and if you don't know what to desire today just tell the Holy Ghost Holy Spirit I yield to you just pray through me just pray through me just pray through me in the name of Jesus Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus I pray for everybody in the hearing of my voice that this morning God you may create the Holy Ghost desire in them in the name of Jesus a desire for the supernatural a desire for the miraculous a desire to see your kingdom established a desire to see your will done on earth as it is in heaven in the name of Jesus my God I pray for those who have led boring prayer lives this morning in the name of Jesus I speak a desire a hunger and a thirst the Bible says that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled meet every desire today God in the mighty name of Jesus and maybe you're watching us on live stream or maybe in this congregation and this morning you desire to have an encounter with Jesus as your Lord and Savior there is no greater miracle than receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior I have seen the blind see I have seen the lame walk but I always say this one thing we can pray for you to receive your sight and you will use your eye to see your way to the hell I mean to hell if you don't receive Jesus you are here and you're not saved and you say preacher man I want to give my life to Jesus or maybe you're watching us on the live stream this is your day there is no other I made a covenant with God I will never put the microphone down before I ask for anyone who would like to give their life to Jesus you are here and you're not born again and you'd like to give your life to Jesus I request you to shoot up your hand wherever you are and we are going to pray with you we are going to lead you to Jesus you are not saved and you're saying this is my day of salvation just show me by your hand and we are going to pray with you and God is going to welcome you as his own anyone who's not saved and you'd like to give your life to Jesus and even maybe on the live stream hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you father Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.